Good morning. Welcome to Dive into Davening, a new series that uh, is attempting to go through the sitter, go through the Davening, and give it greater explanation, get greater context, greater meaning. Thank you all for coming. And that's very significant that I'm starting with thank you, because the first words out of a Jew's mouth every morning is indeed thank you. We'll get to that uh, in a little bit. But first, by means of introduction, to this series and to the idea of investing oneself in understanding the words of davening, um, I want to quote Emesha uh, Chachma, Rameir Simcha of Dvinsk, comments on the verse in Parshas Vayichi, when Yaakov gives Yosef an extra portion, Shechem Echad, he gives him an extra portion, and he talks about Shechem being <clears throat> the city, the portion, Asher Lekachti Miyad HaMori, Becharbigu Vekashti. Yaakov tells Yosef it is the the area that he conquered with his sword and with his, he took from the, on the Amori with his sword and with his bow, bow and arrow. And the Targum Unklus there translates the word cherev, sword, and keshes, bow, uh, in a striking fa- manner. Targum says that I took this land, betzalusi uviva'usi, with my prayer and with my supplication. Translating sword and, and uh, bow and arrow as prayer and supplication. As we say in Kaddish, Tiskabel Tzaloson Uva'us Hon. Same words. That we beseech that Hashem should accept our tefillahs. In Kaddish Tiskabel, at the end of every davening, we use the same words to refer to our own tefillahs. What is Cherev and Keshes, sword and bow? What is Salusi Uva'usi? What do these words mean? So the Meshachachma explains, beautiful, seminal, uh, um, um, landmark shot in this, uh, in, this, in this Pasuk, and really, I guess, an insight into the whole idea of different types of tefillos. He says, you have uh, these two different types of, uh, of instruments of war, instruments of battle. You have a cherev. A cherev is a sword. A sword is a thick and sharp object, large, thick, sharp object. And you have a bow and arrow, which is a more delicate object. The sword can be effective even if a person is not particularly skilled. A person could accidentally <clears throat> be very effective with a sword pretty easily just by wielding it and throwing it around. Um, uh, obviously, we're not talking about great mar- um, um, swordsmanship uh, or fencing, but a person can take a, take a big, uh, heavy sword and, and be victorious um, without much skill, um, as opposed to a bow and arrow. A bow and arrow... The whole thing is skill. A person has to know exactly how to aim it and how to put the bow in and how to, how to, uh, to draw it back in just, just the right way. The aiming requires more skill than aiming a sword. So this refers to two different types of davening. There's a davening which is the cherev, the sword davening, which is very effective even without, two, even without fine-tuned skills. Um, that, says the Mashiachachma, refers to the Tefillah HaKavua. It is the set davening that was set forth by the Anshe Knesses Hagadola, by the men of the Great Assembly, by those who formulated our Siddur, our davening, our liturgy. And that type of a, that type of a prayer is extremely effective um, because of the incredible amounts of, uh, of, of holiness and value that was placed into it by um, the Anshe Knesses Hagadola. That's the Cherev. On the other hand, we also have our own personal bakashos, our personal supplications, our personal tefillos. In addition to the words of the sitter, we have certain personal things that we need, that we want, um, that we daven for, 
that is represented by the keshes, by the bow, because when you're davening that type of a tefillah, it requires more skill. One has to be more cognizant and understanding of what he's asking for and how he's asking, um, and it's not as effective without um, specific concentration, focus, and skill. Those are the two types of tefillahs that we have. One can add that another type of a tefillah that is very effective um, by itself because of the inherent power of that tefillah is a tefillah berabim, tefillah b'tzibor. Chazal teaches us that Chazal, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, never spurns, never turns away the tefillah of the rabbin, the tefillah, the prayer of the congregation. And so it's very special to be able to come together, daven together as at Sibor, to take that cherev, that sword in hand, and wage war, and the Mir Hashem be extremely effective, and to um, evoke a proper response from Hashem. Obviously, all of Hashem's responses are proper, but to <laughs> evoke the... Uh, uh, the response that we are hoping for, and that is good for us. Um, and in addition, we also have tefillah biyachid, davening alone or at home. Sometimes it's necessary. I'm sure people are going to be listening to this uh, dive into davening podcast, and they're not able to get to shul. Um, and they have the benefit of the words of the Yashikness Agadola, that cherev aspect. And with investing into the words of davening, that will heighten their davening, which is that of a bow, and needs more skill and needs more focus. So hopefully with these explanations, we'll raise that level of focus and be able to, uh, to approach davening and to win the battle, both with the cher of the sword and with the keshes and with the bow. Um, along those lines, just to end with a couple of, of beautiful homiletic thoughts from the early Hasidic masters, the Katzke Rebbe um, int- gave a novel interpretation to the Pasuk in Pashas Noach. Kadosh Baruch Hu tells Noach that you should build the ark, build the teva, and Sohar Ta'asel teva. You should make a source of light for the teva. The Rashi brings that it could mean either a window or it could mean some sort of magical uh, gem or light uh, that provides light to the, to the ark, to the teva. And the Katsgrabba said, Sohar Ta'asel teva. Sohar means a light. But a teva doesn't necessarily only mean an ark. Um, it could also mean a teva is also a word in Hebrew. A teva can mean a word. So Rashi tevos, right? That's the, uh, that's, that means an abbreviation that represents words. Rashi tevos, the heads of words. A teva is a word. So tzohar, ta'asel teva, says the Katzgarebba, that means you have to take the words of tefillah and the words of Torah, and you have to illuminate them. You have to give them light. Give light, illuminate the words of davening, meaning and uh, go into them, dive into them, understand them, uh, make them have more meaning to you, and then they'll be even more effective. Tzohar ta'asilateva. Similarly, the Baal Shem Tov, a couple generations earlier, on another Pasuk in Pasha's Noach, um, <clears throat> a later Pasuk when Hashem tells Noach to come to the Teva, Yom HaShem Noach ba'ata v'kol beisach elateva, you... Hashem says to Noach, you and all your household should come to the Teva. What does that mean? The Baal Shem Tov explains, <clears throat> the world out there is a, is a mabel, it's a flood, it's a torrent of raging waters, of, of things that are crashing down all around us, um, that could be stressful and difficult, and what should you do when it happens? Ba el Teva, come into the word, wor, into the word, come and daven, come and invest yourself delve into the words of tefillah. And not only you and yourself will be effective, but you come, and also and your whole household. You're representing not only yourself, you're representing your family, representing all of Klai Israel as you dive 
into the words of davening. Join us next time. We'll continue uh, studying tefillah and we'll begin with Mode Ani.